never get bigoted in the culture. You serve the culture. We are servants first. We serve the culture. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's show, the crew will share their final thoughts on the Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion situation in light of the 10-year sentence that was just handed down to him for the shooting of Megan Thee Stallion. Then, we'll dive into the 50th anniversary and celebration of hip-hop, and we'll air out a few of our grievances with how the 50th anniversary of the genre is being commemorated and discuss Mick Jenkins' comment on the underground being cut out of these celebrations. Then we'll revisit a topic from last week concerning the top 50 hip-hop beats of all time and list the songs slash beats that we felt deserve to be on that list. Then we'll dive into a list of the top 50 hip-hop lyricists of all time and discuss whether or not the list from Beats, Rhymes, and Lists got it right with the top 50 lyricists. Then for our face-off, we'll be putting Elmatic by El Zai against Section 8 by Kendrick Lamar and weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. And then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the week. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Jamil? What's happening? <laughs> what's good with you, bro? <laughs> I see we both on some clownery tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you wild and a little harder than I am, though. <laughs> <laughs> am I? <laughs> I? I must say. <laughs> I'm not What's invoking no murderers. Bro? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, chilling. Chilling. Trying to uh, avoid this, this heat wave, man. Out here. This oppressive oh. plantation heat. Yeah, yeah, you you down there in the, I shoot, it's is you virtually in the south, man. Like, yeah, down where you at? Like, it's it's uh, it it, it heats up down there. I gotta say, <laughs> like, that's real. That's real. Like, I gotta say, but uh, but yeah, man, it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to get up to like a hundred on Thursday. I want to say. Fast up, like a hundred and twelve on the heat index today. Whoa. Yeah, man. Oh man, summer summer going out with a with a bang out there, man. Like big, big time. <laughs> Jeez, man. Was it was it back to school week for you uh, too? Yeah. Um, last week actually, it was back to school for us. For uh, whatever reason, they they went back in the middle of the week. It was weird. Okay. Okay. I'm like, why don't y'all just start the following Monday? This is stupid. Yeah, that is that is weird. Yeah, yeah. My my kid, he went back. My son, he went back today. Uh, so shout out to everybody who uh, whose kids went back, just went back to school. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, yeah, another year to go. Um, shout out to uh, shout out to Val Warner too from ABC News. She was um, at my son's school today, helping with the. She was like the MC at a back to school ceremony this year, and. Um, yeah, 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 very, very, uh, very easy on the eyes. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Man, y'all stay with the uh, with the special events at the school. That's pretty dope. It's the principal, I think. He he knows a lot of people. He's got a lot of a lot of hookups, you know. So I think, yeah, I, I think a lot of that is his doing. Yeah, you know. So he's 
he's what you call a pillar in the community. So right. <laughs> Bashing me in front of my family. My family. <laughs> but um, speaking of embarrassment, man, any any final thoughts on this Tory Lane sentencing? It, it, it's his 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 sentence of ten years came down like I want to say last week, a week and a half ago, and various people have stuff to say about it. Um, I'm of the mind of like. You know, y'all ain't never heard of stupid people playing stupid games and winning stupid prizes. You right. know, and that's 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 basically what this is. Uh, but but did you have any any final thoughts? Not really. Like niggas is niggas do dumb stuff and dumb things happen. Like he shot a woman and and was pretty obstinate about it. Yeah, uh, I would like to take this this time to shout out all of the uh, Tory defenders, though. <laughs> They've been mad quiet these last few weeks. They have. I mean, they, yeah, some have been, but a lot are still moving the goalposts. A lot are blaming Jay-Z and Rock Nation. Some are still doubling down on the same stupid defenses they had at first. You know, it's it's it, it's just it, the, the Internet is a weird place because I, I, I would like to I would like to think that this is people who are just like, fans of Tory Lane's music who just really like the guy who are saying this stuff but I don't know man I, I'm I don't like anyone's music enough to justify abhorrent behavior I just I just don't I just no I'm I'm beyond that I, I understand liking Tory Lane's music way more than liking Megan Thee Stallion's music and and I understand for some people it's just that simple but I just I can't go there. You know, I don't know how people didn't think he was going to get jail time. Number one, you're a foreigner. You, you, you're you a Canadian, right. you know, committing crimes in another country for one. So you got these, <laughs> you got these dirty foreigners crossing the Canadian border. <laughs> <laughs> Build a wall. Right. You got these dirty foreigners coming over here, shooting our black women in the foot. <laughs> You know, and you did it in a state where the handgun laws are very, very harsh. So it's like, come on, man. And then his behavior afterwards, the online gaslighting and bullying. And, you know, it's just somebody was saying that, like, if it wasn't this situation that he would have got in trouble for, it was going to be something else because he's just that type of hothead dude. I, I, I remember Maybe you remember this too. Do you remember a couple years back when he got into a beef with like this underground rapper named Dax? Oh, that. Okay, okay. It was some underground rapper he was chirping back and forth with, and he did like an Instagram live where he ran up on a dude with a gun, and like, oh, wow. yeah, and like made him apologize on camera or something on Instagram. Uh, you know, this this little suburban underground rapper, or whatever that that was got under his skin or whatever but i i do vaguely remember that i remember someone else talking about it and it was like you know when they heard about the megan stuff they weren't surprised because this was the type of stuff this dude was was getting involved in and i, I definitely remember that you know I, I, I remember seeing that you know so if they a lot of people think like if he if he hadn't got himself in a jam with this megan situation and it, it just would have been something else you know i think there's though if you run up on me on Instagram with a gun, I'm chilling. You're not going to shoot me on IG. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, 
like you're doing this for clout and that's dumb enough as it is but i don't think anybody's quite that dumb certainly not a rapper mm, i don't know man they, they they find ways to surprise me sometimes man you be you be thinking cats true <laughs> you know you be thinking cats like ah they wouldn't do blah 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 that would be stupid you, you know and then you know I, I was talking about with my wife and she was saying you know you got you know in terms of where people failed on this situation between the two of them you know she was like you got misogyny you got misogyny war and then you got whatever it is they got reserved for megan the stallion because my wife was like i just don't get it you know i i understand not liking her music and everything but like you know the, the vitriol she's seen about this woman online you know it's just kind of been head scratching you know and um it is weird man I, I do i do find that a little weird i guess i hadn't necessarily noticed that there was extra um vitriol for megan as opposed to just the general <laughs> general hatred of black women that seems to be out there yeah but i yeah. guess i don't necessarily traffic in that circle like that to, to have noticed it it i don't either but i bump into it here and there you know and it's like i was in tune with it enough to see the goalpost move from he didn't shoot her to he only shot her in the foot you know it's like man i'm sorry like somebody shot me in the foot like I would, I would be, I would be very happy with them doing twenty years. You know, like correct, correct. Like, that ain't no mosquito bite, man. Like, I mean, unless we forget, like, never mind, because you shouldn't shoot anybody. The gender, gender, uh, non-specific. Let alone like, a, a famous person too. That's the other thing people keep forgetting. It's like, right. Yeah, his name's a household name now, but let's not forget whose name was the bigger name in this story. And the bigger right. name mo most definitely was Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion, absolutely. You know, so you sh and you shot a celebrity, you know. And then his 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 uh, defense team, his legal defense team, was like purposely leaking stuff to like DJ academics during the trial to try to like it. It was like handpicked stuff kind of like knowing he was going to blast it out and and kind of sway public opinion and it's just i'm hearing a lot of people a lot of legal experts saying like that was a bad move and you know they should have spent more time focusing on trying to win the case in the courtroom as opposed to in the court of public opinion and you know you leaking documents and it's like yeah the, the judge and jury ain't gonna take too kind of that either so at all but um, hey, like I said, you, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. What's good with you, Vince? What's up? What's up? What's going on I'm with you? Man. Is it is it blazing uh, hot where you at too? You know, no, it it's my it's, it's monsoon season, so right now it's uh it's been cloudy, so it's still hitting over hundred degrees, but it's not just like blazing hot with the sun. You know, it's clouds covering the sun, so. Oh, it's okay. not unbearable. Okay, well that's good. That's good. Yeah. Give a little, give a little break. All right, so let's move on to our next segment, man. Our next little topic here, man. Um, the month of August has been this year has been kind of set aside for recognizing and celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop. So there's been a lot of different things going down uh, to 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 honor the culture. 
uh, in a genre. Uh, a few concerts, a few shows have gone down. You know, other, other little things here and there. I've seen kind of in a more in the cor- corporate world. You know, kind of paying homage to hip hop and everything. Um, but there are some people out there, some critics who feel like. While hip hop absolutely deserves to be celebrated, especially for its its golden anniversary, um, they're kind of going about it wrong <laughs> and celebrate and in the way they're choosing to celebrate it and, and pay homage to it. I have a couple of, of critiques myself, but one I found interesting was that of uh, rapper Mick Jenkins. Uh, did you all hear about this? Nah. What happened? Uh, rapper Mick Jenkins, he he weighed in on the um, on the 50th anniversary of hip hop, and let me pull the article up now uh, so I don't misquote it. He he was basically saying that the underground has been cut out from the hip hop at 50 conversations and, and, and celebrations. I'm reading from this article on thefader.com. It says Mick Jenkins has a chip on his shoulder when it comes to uh, defending hip hop's underappreciated underground. He said, we're celebrating 50 years of hip hop and a lot of artists like myself who've been in this joint for 10, 15 years underground the whole time don't get to be a part of the celebration. But artists who've been here for six months get to be on stage at the award shows. He pointed out, he says, we're celebrating 50 years of hip hop not 50 years of rap, not 50 years of top 40, 50 years of hip hop. How was the underground excluded from that? It's half of it. So I don't know. I I, I kind of agree with him on, on this sentiment. What, what do y'all stand on? It? Um, I mean, what's my fault? Well, no, I, I, I think that it's, un, it's, it's a reason why it's called underground. So, so like, do what you've always been doing. Celebrate underground. <laughs> you know? right. That's the only way I could really say it, you know. Like what was the expectation that all of a sudden underground artists were gonna get center stage at Yankee Stadium? That wasn't gonna happen. Like that that's never been the lane for underground artists. And you sound kinda weak making that argument. Like I'm I'm kinda on board with Vince. I understand the sentiment of it. Um, you know, maybe some of the bigger name artists could use some of the light to, to, you know, shine on those artists, but it's never been that way. Like the reason the underground exists is because there's a, a lane, you know, for a, a different type of hip hop or a different type of audience. And, you know, that celebration is certainly worthy, but do it, do it differently. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? It don't have to be center stage you, you you do it in the the same clubs and venues that you know would have housed battle raps and you know the small shows that was supporting the underground to begin with like why isn't instead of complaining to to the fader why isn't he putting together a tour or putting together a celebration of underground artists i i see that point of view i really do but when you're talking about the 50th anniversary, it's like, there. I'm, I'm not saying you need to bring the most Daps and the Talib Kualis and the, you know what I'm saying, the Feral Manches and, and, and all of them, the Shabam Sadiqs, the Juices, you know, I'm not saying you have to bring all them on stage at, you know, Madison Square Garden or anything like that, but there should be some sort of representation or, you know, maybe a mention in a documentary or 
you know, in, in some of these hip hop museums that they've been been doing and curating, you know, a, a section dedicated to that movement. You know, I, I've always felt that the underground was was underrepresented, you know, but I understand the whole concept of underground and the amount of exposure. But, you know, as as hip hop is aged, the, the, the lines have become more blurred between what exactly is underground and what exactly is is um, mainstream or whatever. It's like, yeah, you might not be able to track down all the members of, uh, I don't know, figures of speech from back in the day from the Bay Area, but maybe you can have run the jewels on it on a show you know um but i i i hear that argument the the one you and vince just made but i just i don't know man i i do kind of agree with mick jenkins it's like it's it, there's such a rich history and heritage there you know it is kind of it is kind of whack that it doesn't get its props and it doesn't get its just due and it's and the, the exposure it deserves you know because this is not a a conversation about uh, what's hot right now or how many people know about this, uh, you know, who's relevant versus who's not. This is about the entire entirety of the genre and entirety of the culture and celebrating that. So try to talk about all of it, you know, and I and I understand that's a tall order. I really do. Um, well, well, but I get what he's saying. But the question is, whose responsibility is that? Right. The, the underground guy because the, like they they call themselves underground for a reason so it's up to them like if you because I don't think they're the outcast of hip hop not like that but like there's a reason why you're called underground so you do your due diligence to um celebrate 50 years the same way you do uh you you make your music like underground you know like like why why would you know but when it comes to celebrating it you know what i'm saying and, and being like okay this is a special year this is a special month like to just be like okay we're just going to carry on as we've always carried on you know i i, I think i i think that's kind of i think that's kind of whack i i, I really do like I understand what, what you're saying. Do something on your own. And like there have been uh, there have been underground artists who have done that. You know, Murs, you know, he spearheaded the whole Pay Dues Festival, you know, where mm-hmm. he, he gave more more shine and light to, to underground artists who had been on that grind already. But, you know, they weren't landing on these like big ticket venues and and, and tours and stuff. So I, I get that, too. Like there's definitely a way to go about it. But. My, my whole thing is even if you cover the underground you're still going to be that's still being conservative with the number you're still only talking about like a 10-year period of music i mean if we if we really want to keep it apart these celebrations have really only been talking about a 20-year period of music for real for real this has been a 90s love fest more than anything else because mm. because yes the woo is out there heavy and ll cool j and jazzy jeff so we're talking you know late 80s early 90s dre is out there 50 and but ain't no ain't no mention of like soldier boy 
And he's a huge part of this. Whether you're a fan of his or not, like, that dude changed the game, and he deserves mention. But it ain't about that. It's about we're taking the opportunity to selectively, you know, celebrate the artist whom we deem the most important. And we're, we're propping up the golden era. And it's very New York-centric. I, like, I guess, yeah, there are some I, West Coast I, artists, but it, it's only West Coast artists that have broken through. Right, right. I, I can say that I, I have noticed that, it being more New York-centric. But I, I do feel what Mick is saying about artists who've been in the game 10, 15 years being cut out of these celebrations and then but you gotta look at Ice Spice being on stage for it, you know, for the for the anniversary. So artists have been in the game six months. So he he I I think his point is a valid one. Real quick, Nick man, um I didn't know if you were back on or not. Would you would you like to weigh in on this at all? Do, do you think the underground is being cut out or underrepresented in the uh 50th anniversary celebrations of hip hop? Just as a warning, you may hear some child interaction. Um, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> right on time. See, um, <laughs> you're making our debut. Yeah, I feel I feel like a lot of this is like what y'all were saying. It's pretty '90s centric, pretty East Coast centric. Uh, you know, I know Luke was just complaining that they weren't acknowledging uh, Florida artists or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I feel I feel like basically this is, if anything, I feel like it should be like a worldwide celebration, and there should be celebrations. Re- there should be regional celebrations. You celebrate mm-hmm. this region. They celebrate that region, or if they're gonna do like this tour that they're doing, how about some like variation of who's there? Like if you go to a Florida, have some, hold on, hold on. If you if you go there, have some artists from that area, you know that you know are legendary and had a hand in it, so that that town is represented along with the classic other classic artists that you got. So that you don't leave anybody out. Otherwise, it's just like national radio where they only play like sounds from one area, and then they don't even play the music from America. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand that. Um, now, now another complaint I, I do kind of have about these fifty-year celebrations is the um, is is the corporate sponsorship and. All these corporations getting in on it who who normally wouldn't have anything to do with the culture or black people, you know, corporations like Pepsi and, you know, uh, different breweries releasing beer cans with Biggie's face on it. And, you know, who didn't you didn't set up shop in Brooklyn till after gentrification had firmly took place that I do have a problem with. I would agree. And I've seen a lot of that, you know, surrounding the 50th, you know, year anniversary, just, you know, it it becomes a, um, man, it becomes a costume. It becomes just another pretty wrapping for you to sell whatever product you're trying to sell. I mean, that's kind of where hip hop exists right now. So so think about it, guys. Uh, Did anybody really think that they were going to get it right when it comes to... uh, uh, TV influence and you know actually putting this on TV in the fanfare of it all like it, it, it kind of is always going to fall back to the uh, uh, the true 
fans and the true artists of hip hop to um talk about it properly, which is like like what we're doing right now. Like it's it's almost the onus is on us, the people from the underground, and the ones that really do like that hip hop is really a part of them as far as a lifestyle. It's up to it's up to all of us to uh to talk about it properly and to give it its just due. Cause you know, whenever money and TV and stuff like that is involved, it's never gonna be done properly. Right. Yeah, I agree. I wanna if shout out the guest oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna um I wanna give a shout out to Legend from the execution of DJ Rob Swift. Um, he's been asking some real poignant questions about the origins of hip hop. Like, for instance, um, he brought out that many of the people who were there at the Cool Hurt party, um, they said there were there wasn't breakdancing there, there wasn't graffiti there. Um, certain aspects of the mixing wasn't there either. So why exactly do they call that the beginning of hip hop? So. You know, and it's not like hating, it's just more like you're leaving people out. Especially now, like lately, there's been this like militant black movement right now from things get from different farms denying the existence of Hispanic and hip hop in the beginning. And that's just like annoying because it's just more like hatred, and that's not what hip hop is about. Very true, very true. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. It was a black and brown thing in the beginning, like most definitely, like, you know, the majority of the taggers I knew were Latino and, you know, even even in the 90s. Hey, real talk, um, when breakdancing wasn't like as big as it used to be, the B-boys in my high school were all Asian. Really? And I re- yeah, and I remember uh, there was a black kid who started breakdancing with them, and some people were like, oh snap, a black breaker? And I'm like, oh, y'all don't know your hip-hop history? This is me at like 17. And I'm just like, you don't know your history? I mean, I know out here it's mostly Asian, but come on, man. Like, like I guess, like out here people just thought it was Asian. <laughs> oh, wow. I can believe that. It's it's you know people's exposure or their their um, introduction is wherever it happens to be, and if that was your intro into hip hop culture was you know Asian B boys, why would you know anything different? Yeah. Like it, it definitely sucks. You would you would like to think that people would invest a little bit of time and, and you know to, if you're going to be a part of a culture to learn some things about it, but that's just not how. It's not how people operate, Americans in particular. Yeah, because I mean, there's, there wasn't, there's not a whole lot of people left even from that era and saw it from the beginning. Most of us have to right. do research. And there's nothing wrong with doing research. It's just what do you do with that research now that you know? You know, like, that's, that's basically it. Yep, yep. Yeah, I remember in my high school, like, yeah, all the breakers were black. So, you know, it was it was kind of a bug out to see, you know, Asian and Latino breakers. So, um, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess it's just all about uh, experience. But 
Um, I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with proximity to who's around too, though. Like out west, that makes sense that there would be a lot of Asian breakers, and that there's a, a large contingent of Asian folk out in that part of the country, particularly in the, in the Bay. It's not a like huge Asian community on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> no. no. Uh, there was like one Korean kid in, in in my in my high school, man. Right. So, um, but yeah, these, these the Asian cats were the ones who got me back in the freestyle. So, <laughs> yeah, out here it's 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 heavy out here. Mm-hmm. They be saying the N word. No. <laughs> no. They 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 had a they had a grip of respect. Like, <laughs> They knew. I mean, well, not all of them. Not all of them. Right. Every race has a group that decides to say it to each other. So. Yeah. That's why I asked. It's it's interesting to see sometimes, and especially having the disconnect. Um, you know, that you spoke about. I was just curious if that was part of the, the missing information that they might have had. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, corporations. The cats, the cats I was around were good. They never said it. Like, you know, at least when I was around. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, but corporations, man, I, I just, yeah, I hate seeing them trying to, you know, cash in on, on this 50th anniversary to, to, to sell their project, they, they, you know, their products, because that's what they do. But to quote, to quote Open Mike Eagle, bottled up and sold as some old nigga magic. So. There you go. But let's dive in, let's dive into our next segment. Last week, me and Vince, we um we we went through this list uh, that was put together uh to in in honor of the 50th anniversary of hip hop of the 50 greatest hip hop beats supposedly, and we probably we went through the list one by one and we identified about roughly 23 songs that we would both remove from the list altogether. So we were going to come back and share uh, very briefly the songs that we felt should have been on the list according to our personal taste. So we'll we'll, we'll run through it real quick because the next list we got to go through is kind of meaty. But Vince, I, I'll, I'll let you go first. Did, did you have your list of beats that you felt were unfairly excluded? Yeah, I didn't necessarily have 23. Um, but I got a list. Okay, go go right ahead. Yeah, again. did you did, did you have twenty three? I might I might x out some of yours. I, I have twenty three exactly. And then as you as you go, I might come up with some more because you know it's just <laughs> man, it's so much music, man. It's just yeah. so so much music through these fifty years. Like it's, I mean, they should have oh, never they should have never just tried to limit it to uh, yeah fifty. No, nah, they shouldn't have. Cause it's oh, I mean it's it's over ten thousand songs. Now you could do fifty per decade. Right. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. What they should have done was maybe, and this would have been difficult too, but fifty years, fifty songs, one for every year. Even that would be difficult. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it would be difficult. Because once you get to the nineties, it's it's a beast. It's a monster. These last 10, it would be, the last 10 years would be easy though. But yeah, the earlier part of it would be hard. But uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just, there's no particular order. I'll just uh, go with the ones I got. Mob Deep, Quiet Storm. I don't know why that wasn't on there. I agree. Um, Dre, Explosive. Mm, That's a good one. 
That's a dead real press. catch. Yeah, dead press is bigger than hip hop. I don't know how they didn't have that one. Oh, they had that one. Oh, they did. Yeah, they had hip hop. Um, uh, yeah, I probably didn't pay attention. Okay, Jay Z, dead presidents. Mm, nice premiere beat. Yeah. Um, most deaf, Miss Fat Booty. Dead presidents is ski. He said dead presidents is what? That's ski beats, not premiere. Oh, ski beats did that. I thought premiere did that. No, nah, that was ski. Ah, okay. It got the, it got a premiere feel to it. So my mistake. Yeah, but uh, um, most deaf miss fat booty. I don't know how that was. Like take there. the time to uh, shout out Miss Fat Booty. I don't know if she's listening or not. <laughs> LL Cool J Roundaway Girl. Oh wow! I mean, how did that make it? People know that even if you don't even listen to hip hop, you you hear, you know that song. What? Shoot, even. Even I'm bad. That one, that one's iconic. That, that yeah, too, yeah. I'm bad is definitely would be more in tune with the hip hop culture than I would say "Round the Way Girl," which is a banger, by the way. Okay, you go on, go on. Um, okay. Run DMC beats to the rhyme. I would have to refresh my memory. Oh, if you if you, if you refresh yourself real quick, I I, just, I don't see how that one's not on there. Is that the one? Um, hold on. Oh, okay. I, I remember that. Yeah. Some more disrespectful fans might say that they all sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that I, one, man. Once, I, 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 I mean, would never. <laughs> that beat was so, like, it was, it had some tones into it, especially like, it's, it's I'm hard. It's hard to describe how the beat is, but like, yeah. Did they have Unity on that Queen Latifah? They did not. They need to. I don't know why they don't. Cause they they had they had um they had YG my hitters on it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh wow. Time. Come on. Yeah. Um. I would say NWA straight out of Compton. Mm, I can't believe that wasn't on the original list. It was not. I think this one right here wasn't also, and this is this is just tomfoolery if you ask me. Outcast. Um, sorry about that, y'all. Outcast. Elevators. Mm. That's insane. Yeah, that wasn't on there. Okay. Um, gotta give a shout out to the uh, the uh, the visitor of uh, Eminem with Stan. That stand was that. That was a song. Right think, there. You think Stan deserves to be on there? I think so. I think I, it. I think it. I, I think so. Especially since from a, they put YG hitters on there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Stan is a better song. I I I recognize Stan more for the for the chorus and the hook than the actual beat. Right. They put they put Chief Keith. That's that I don't like. I, I mean, I kind, I, I kind of mess with that song, but like, but you're right. It, it's not top 50 50. greatest ever. Yeah, it's not top 50. It's not top. 50. Okay. Okay. Now you got audio two top billing. Bruh, bruh. How did they not how have that? How is that not on? That's crazy. I, I feel like a lot of the 80s stuff needs to be on there. I mean, it's it was like the second, maybe third, but I would say probably second generation. Where hip hop really started to to uh, 
grow legs and uh you know be a considerable force as far as a genre beastie boys paul revere how how don't you have how was that wow 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 yeah that that wasn't on you i don't get this i got two more naughty by nature hip-hop parade i can see that yeah and um black star respiration mm, i forgot about respiration okay this is a good list this is yeah yeah these, these are all worthy in favor of of some of the ones they did include now now here's my list i'm gonna run through it real quick i got rock cocaine flow by de la soul featuring mf mm. doom okay I got, I got super thug by noriega mm-hmm. how do you not have super thug? Uh, I, I, I'll let you, I'll let you, man, because you always talk about that song. <laughs> How do you not have super the? <laughs> Say what you will about Noriega, but this was our introduction to the Neptunes, and it was fire. I never heard nothing like that. Uh, you're right. I ain't never heard nothing like that chorus either. <laughs> I, I got Schoolie D, PSK. What does it stand for? It's a beat. A lot of people don't know the name of it, but they've heard it. As soon as you hear it, you're gonna know. Okay, yeah, I've definitely heard this. Jaylen. They tend to ask, "What the heck does that mean?" What, what, what? PSK? Yeah, they tend to ask, "What the heck does that mean?" According <laughs> to the song. <laughs> right. Well, if you listen to the song, you know what it means. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jaylen, the red, uh, cool kids, black mags. Okay. Exhi- okay. Exhibit paparazzi. Mm-hmm. That was on my list. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, exhibit Ten Crack Commandments. No, I'm sorry, not Exhibit Biggie Ten Crack Commandments. What am I, I saying? I was like, uh, what? Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm having a senior moment. Uh, Diggable Planets, cool like that. Man, yeah. yes, yes. Common reminded me of Seth. Ghostface, Ghostface Killer One. Yes. Uh, Raekwon, Criminology. This one is kind of left field. But you could go with a variety of songs from this particular album. Camp Low, man, with, with Sparkle. Okay. But you could go with Crystal Carrington. You could go with Black Connection. It, it's a it's a bunch of tracks from there you can go with. Also got Common, The Sixth Sense. Yes, I also, yes. I also have A Feral Munch, Simon Says. Don't know how that mm-hmm. Oh, for yes, yes. Um, how not? I got I got Biggie and Bone, Notorious Thugs. I got you talking uh, about the remix. The remix. I wasn't aware no remix. Oh no, Notorious okay. Thugs. You know, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the. I'm thinking about the other song. Um, let's pitch your game. Talk you. Yeah. The Swiss Beats and Twister, and I think yeah. Crazy Bone was on that. Oh no 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 no. Yeah. I'm talking the original. I uh, also got okay, BDP. Yeah. BDP, The Bridge is Over. I wasn't okay. on this. Nope. Eric wow. Sermon. Eric Sermon, music. Absolutely. I'm okay. EPMD. Suspect. EPMD, you got to chill. You got to chill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Buster Rhymes, give me some more. Slum Village, Players. Man. Uh, Man, yeah. Black Moon, I got your open remix. How is that not on the How list? How is that not on the list? Tribe Called Quest, Find a Way. And then finally, my last one, 
uh, an Outcast track. Not the one Vince had. I got a different one. I'm going with Sporty Odie Do Delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, did they have Black Sheep? The choice is yours. They did. Okay, that's right. They did have that. Okay. They did. But those those were the those were the tracks we wanted to to to, to, to throw out there and name since that that list was trash. Oh, Nick, did you what have is- any? Okay, maybe he's still tied up. What, what were you saying, Jamil? Was I want to rock on the list? <laughs> it was not. It was it's not. Throw the whole list away. <laughs> oh, I forgot, man. I forgot Chubb Rock. Treat him right, oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about the Chubb Rock. Man, you gotta... That, that gotta be on there. It should be. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of oversights on this one. But uh, but let's dive into another top fifty list. Now this list is from Beats, Rhymes, and Lists. It's a um, it's a web. Oh, excuse me, it's a website that I'm, I'm a particular fan of. Um, they tend to be a little bit more on point with their opinions, at least by my personal taste. Um, Not this one. <laughs> and what they did, they put together the top fifty greatest lyricists in hip hop history. Um, so. It says here, they say, say hip hop is a culture built on the foundation of lyrical prowess, where the art of rapping is revered and held in high esteem. Um, the best rappers are able to craft lyrics that capture the essence of their experiences and emotions, creating stories that resonate with their audience and transcend time. These rappers are masters of their craft. They use metaphors, similes, and other literary devices to paint pictures with their words and create unforgettable lines to stay with us long after the music ends. So it says this is not about a list about record sales, chart positions, or mainstream appeal. It's about the pure artistry of rapping. Uh, That's it's a lie based on who they put where. <laughs> it's about the creativity, the innovation, and sheer skill that goes into crafting lyrics that move us and leave us in awe. So very lofty words from Beats, Rhymes, and Lists. Uh, so let's dive into it. I'll, I'll, I'll throw. I will we'll go through it one by one. Y'all tell me, yay or nay? Do they deserve to be on the list, and, and whether or not they deserve to be higher or lower? All right, number fifty. Let's let's get into it. We got Elzai. Higher. Well, for uh, lyricists, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I say most definitely well, higher. We hear the first one, so we gotta. When we see the one above them, it's like you will automatically know if he should be higher. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, he should be higher. Off rep, off rep. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, regardless of who is on this list, Elzai does not need to be at the bottom. He, he's a top twenty lyricist to me. Um, now number forty nine, we got Beanie Siegel. Oh yeah, definitely needs to be. Uh, Elzai needs to be higher than him. But don't get me wrong, Beanie man, Beanie, Beanie can write. He could be. If he stayed on, like, I wouldn't be mad if he didn't make the list, but if he's on it, I think he's about where he needs to be. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Number 48, Cannabis. Higher. Cannabis? He, he's another one who I feel is top 20, maybe even top 10. We just don't have enough material, but just bar for bar, like, come on now, 48, really? And they say it ain't about record sales. <laughs> Number 47, Prodigy. He, he's about right where he needs to be. 
Agreed. If he should even if he should even be on there, he's 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 right where he needs to be. Number forty six, Master Ace. Higher. I agree. I, I think he needs to be in the thirties. Um, I would say higher, but you know he's 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 more underground, so that's that's probably why that happened. Number forty five, corrupt. Higher. About as high as the people who made these lists. I I'm <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Jamil ain't got no. He ain't here for this list at all. <laughs> I was cool with it at first, and I looked at it again. I'm like, nah, they tricked through and through. I'm actually fine with corrupt being 45. I wish corrupt's solo discography was a little stronger. It's like I thought initially. I thought corrupt pulled a Jedi mind trick on us all because I felt that he was only dope compared to the other cats he was rhyming next to because he was yeah, around it's like a, a lot of west yeah. coast cats and we was like man this this nigga corrupt is spit but then i heard him get on tracks with killer priest and cannabis and mm-hmm. uh Raz Kaz, and it was like okay this this dude can get busy i just wish his like i said i wish his, his solo discography was a little was a little um better Number forty-four. He seemed to always be like, yeah, like a. a, a he was good on the features. Yeah, that's yeah. real. Number forty-four, Buster Rhymes. Higher. He should. He should be higher. Y'all gonna hate me, man. With all due respect to Buster Rhymes, I might. I might remove him from this list. You tripping? <laughs> you are. Yeah, you tripping. are tripping. Uh, you are tripping because, see, Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes, his style was really, um, it transcended based off of the uh, the generations. Give me a quotable. Give me a quotable from Buster Rhymes from the last ten years. I mean, I, I don't know if I can, <laughs> um, but I could. I could give you a verse. Buster Rhymes' music is banging. Buster Rhymes' music makes me feel good. It it it, it gives me energy, but. I don't know if I would call him a top 50 lyricist. He was going in on that cocaine. I think Buster's problem is he has that middle portion of his career that was just boo-boo. But as far as like being able to get busy on the mic, like I maybe I might be able to accept him staying in that position that he's currently in, but off the list altogether, nah. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe maybe I would just you, need you to definitely put him, are. Maybe I would just need to put him at fifty. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, He's next, one. <laughs> next one. Next one. Forty three. Bun B. Okay. I didn't try to laugh. I didn't try to laugh like. Yeah, I didn't try to laugh like that. I shouldn't have. I don't, I don't know if he should even be on that. If you saying Buster shouldn't be on it, right? But all do with all due respect to, to Bun B, I, I don't I, I would not put him on this list. I wouldn't fight I you. Want, on that. I do want to I do want to taste one of his burgers though. Oh, you gonna have to Man, go. You got to wait in line, Jack. <laughs> yeah, here. Number forty two, Pusha T. Yes, he should be on it. Yeah, he, he he absolutely belongs on this list. Are you are y'all cool with him at forty two? I think that that's about right. 
Yeah, that's that's about. You think that's right? Him him being in in the, in the company of the fifty, that's that's good enough. Okay. All right. Number forty one, Chuck D. I don't know enough about him to uh to even have an opinion. Chuck is more Chuck is like Tupac in that like he he commands your attention um more than just being a great lyricist. Yeah, it was it was too educational from what I remember cuz I didn't listen to a lot of them of their music. I wouldn't even say like so much. Stuff. That is just it, it wasn't nothing particularly complex about it. It was it was very thought provoking and you know poignant and serious like it's definitely grown man rap but like Chuck yeah, yeah. just like lyricism I don't I don't exactly yeah I just don't I don't he's not who comes to mind for me yeah with all due respect to the OG I, I'm taking Chuck D off the list great voice great track record but I, I'm gonna just state a fact man it's a, it's a fact that a lot of old heads don't want to face but like lyrically rap got better a lot better yeah, like, and it keeps getting better after after the early 90s and the late 80s it, it just did mm-hmm. like now say what you want about the beats and artists copying each other and you know copying formulas and all of that but lyrically it's in a way better place an extremely better place but like, that's what it should be but people just focus on um the Migos and the little Yachty's of the world to use that as the example. Like, no, that's not that's not where the um the evolution has taken. That's that's the where it has evolved at its worst, but it's evolved at its best as well. Mm-hmm. Um, number forty, Talib Kweli. That's a. That's about right. Yeah. He should he should be on there. Yeah, he I I would say so. I'm cool with him at 40. When he's not harassing black women online, he's he's putting together some pretty good good bars. <laughs> <laughs> um I number see 30. They brought his podcast from behind a paywall again. I saw that too. I saw that too. It's like, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't nobody listening to it, I bet. I know I wasn't. Shoot. I definitely wasn't. When it was free, yeah, you know, it was it was actually a pretty decent podcast. But am I, am I going to pay to hear it? No, nah. Um, thirty nine, Ab Soul. Uh, I would I would move him down, but he deserves to be on the list. He deserves to be on the list. I don't know if I will put him above people like Talib Kweli and El Zai, but agreed, agreed. Or Pusha T, he's above Pusha T as well. So yeah, I don't know about that. All right, thirty eight, Slick Rick. Higher. I agree. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Is this is wild. I agree. Well, the higher we get up in this list, the worse the it gets. You, you really? The right, harder well, it gets. To, yeah, you it's start be, to it's be, like, be a okay. few that just do not belong. Maybe not that they don't belong on the list, but certainly don't belong where they are. Like especially toward the top. Well, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Because I, I, I think they got a couple of these pretty pretty spot on. 37, Rock Marciano. He can go down. Yeah. Yeah. He, man. 
he's got some dense rhymes. I, I I just don't his delivery. I'm not. I haven't always been a fan of it. it I need the the right production to, mm-hmm. you know, to to digest Rock Marciano. It's like if he if he's working with Alchemist on the beat, or maybe he's cooked up a beat himself. That's pretty, really dope. I did like him with that on that DJ Muggs project uh, that they did uh, called Chaos. Um, like yeah, he's like a he's like a he's like a medicine pill. It's like he's bitter, but you know if you swallow it, you'll feel better. You just need something to swallow it with. Pause. <laughs> I've been I've been watching hey, Cameron. I've been watching watching the Cameron and Mace's uh, um, uh, podcast. So you know, how did they bring Pause back? <laughs> they somehow did, bro. <laughs> and it is hilarious. <laughs> Two niggas in their 40s from Harlem. Like, yeah, those would be the cats to bring Pauls back. Like, Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Rock Marcy. I- I'm okay with him being on the list, but I would put him at like 50 or 49. I would, exactly. Uh, 36, AZ. That's about right. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, AZ absolutely belongs on the list. I think I think 36 is an okay spot for him. I would be okay with him being a little higher, but I'm I'm okay with this. Um 35, common. I think that might good. be that might be appropriate too. I agree. I agree. Yeah, this is this is the part of the list I do agree with. Um mm-hmm. now if you ask me, if you ask me the same question. 20 years ago Common probably was in my top 5 20 years ago um, I would agree with that but, but he has put late, out a slew of albums that just are not good yeah yeah he's on this whole like grown and sexy dad rap thing like and I'm just I'm not here for it corporate um 34 Earl Sweatshirt he can go down yeah, he don't. He don't. Yeah, if he's gonna be on it, bring him down. Yeah, he don't deserve to be above common and Saleh Kwali. No. Yeah. Number thirty-three, Big L. He, he needs to be up higher. He needs to go up. Yeah. Big L is top ten to me. Yeah, he needs to go up higher, and I think it's also it might be because of the fact that he did pass away. But um, a lot of times it's like. He didn't. He he wasn't around long enough to burn out. So like, what he did do was phenomenal. So it's like it, it's always gonna stay up there, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I wonder the same thing about Biggie. Like, would he have burned out? Biggie, Biggie would have. Biggie, Biggie would have linked up with the Neptunes, and he. I think he would have kept giving us fire. Oh, just imagine Biggie would have with a with a yay beat. Oof. Yeah, that'd have been nasty. All right, 32. We got Royce to 5'9. He should be up high. I think he should be right about where he at. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. He definitely deserves to be on the list. I'm okay with yes. with 32. 31. He's just, he just annoying to y'all. That's all. He <laughs> <laughs> needs to nah. be up high as far as lyricism. I don't know. 31 Lauren Hill. Um she needs to be down on the list. Damn. She don't have enough she don't have enough work. Like Lauren is is dope. But it's stiff competition. 
Like if you yeah, if you just talking about she can't she's cold, but she's she don't have enough work. Like at some point it's gonna be about the volume. Well that's of, true. But when she of what other people have done, like who are just as talented as she is. That's true, but when she dropped that track, I mean she dropped that um that verse with Nas, he's like Man, oh, nah, all nobody, these years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all these years and you still see that it, it's like riding a bike for her. That's real. I, I'm fine with her at 31. I, I know people listening to this show are, are going to be like, "How is Lauren not top 10?" But for the reasons Jamil mentioned, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with with her being 31. Number 30, Styles P. That's that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's about right. Styles P at 30? I don't know. That's kind of hot to me. Uh. Hey, he was hot for a while, man. Like, the, and that that the uh, the way him and and Jada, the way they formed their rhymes, their style, it yeah, was so it was so. so and then, but then you know, like that that one two, that mm-hmm. you know, rhyme at one, rhyme at two, and then do a, or do like a quick rhyme at one, and then talk through the other half all the way to the second, you know. And mm-hmm. rhyme it like that was so that was new at the time, so it was fresh, and they both did that at a high level. So it was like that style. It was something new at the time, and now now almost everybody's doing it. Really? Oh, it's a lot of people that that use that format to rap. I guess I hadn't noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know had, uh, Rick. Rick Ross that. does it. I, I just think I don't know. I thirty is high, I, to me that's too high for Styles P. I, I just twenty nine, Guru. Nah, too high. Too high. Nah, nah. Yeah. If he should be there at all, with all due high. respect, Guru needs to not be on this list. It's lemonade is <laughs> the popular drink, and it still is. Well, and, and love iconic, the, uh, iconic group, iconic discography. I got yes. albums, but this man hey, does not belong on the top fifty lyricists of all time list. He just and, doesn't, and certainly not nearly as high as they put him up there. Like, come on, he's not even he's not he wasn't even the best lyricist in the Gangstar Crew. Facts. Hey, Guru got skills. <laughs> <laughs> I love their music, but sorry, no. Um, twenty-eight, Jada Kiss. I think that is right where he should be. Cause we about to I get to do some other styles and Jada like right back to back to each other. So wherever one goes, the other should be like right next to him. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, even though I did think Styles P was kind of high, but I'm I'm okay with this for Jada. Jada did a lot of the heavy lifting for the locks, in my opinion. And dude man, is a Styles beast. got Styles got his own soul, man. That gangster and a gentleman. That's a that's a that's an album right that's there. A great album. Yeah, I remember that album. I remember that album. I thought he was gonna blow up a little bit off that album, but uh, no such went luck. To jail. Man. What happened? Went to jail. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. For how long? I think it was like a year. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, twenty-seven. Inspector Deck. You say higher? I don't know what the, yeah, I don't know what they was thinking. 
like Dak is top twenty and not twenty. I, I tend to agree. I'm I'm okay with him being twenty seven. I'm surprised they got him so high. But yeah, I could I could, I'm I'm good with him at twenty seven. But I'm also good with him being a little higher. Um, he he is one of the most slept on, un, unappreciated lyricists out there. Um, That's real. Twenty six, Raz Cass. I personally would probably put him higher, but I'm cool with him being where he is. Yeah, I think that's I think that's appropriate. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm cool with him being at 26. 25. Aesop <laughs> Rock. I don't know much about him. I know um, one thing about him. Um, I'm I'm cool with Aesop Rock being on the list, but not this high. Not that high. Not ain't no above. way, ain't no way, ain't no way he belongs above Raz Cast, Cannabis, Slick Rick, Inspector Dex, Rick. Shoot, no, no, this is way too high. But I am a fan of his music. I am a fan of his music. He is an acquired taste. But yeah, this is too high for him. But I, I'm okay. I make music for kids that grew up in Naperville. <laughs> Yeah, he does, but he gets busy, man. He is busy. Number twenty-four, Red Man. Uh, uh, that's up, him. Up. Maybe Red Man should steps, also be top twenty. Yeah, Red Man is top twenty to me, no doubt, no doubt. Just as far as like just personal artists that like I'm just a fan of, he's probably top five as well for me. But yeah, I think I think 24 is is cool, but I could go a little higher. I think I do think he's top 20. Number 23, big pun. That's fair. Um pun kind of got the same thing going on that Lauren does for me though. Mm. He said big pun. Yep. I mean, I guess it's, I mean it's good that he's right there. I think I think he was more of a shock. Especially at that time, just his the way he looked, all of the, like him wrapped up all in the one was like, you know, because upon further listening to his, you know, some of his his rapping, it was man, I ain't even gonna say it. Nah, he is good. He right yeah, there. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say that. You <laughs> 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 might know where I was going though. I think so. Pun <laughs> was what? nice with it though. Pun was a beast, man. Like, like it's a shame he, he clocked out early, but like, I'm totally fine with him being a 23. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, number 22, Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, that's that's cool too. Yeah, I would agree. Unpopular opinion, I think Kane is a little high. But you think he's a little high? No, I think it's appropriate. He, I, I mean, a high, but I, I, I respect the OG. I'm cool with him being on the list. Um, 21, Jizza. Higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jizza, Jizza might be closer to the top 10. Jizza's got, dude, he's got classics, bro. Look up labels, look up Animal Planet, look up babies. Gold. Gold. Uh, no, he, he wasn't on Bible. Killer Hills 10304, a cold world, cold, cold world, fame. He just, bruh, the, the way he could go 
off concepts is mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Exploitation of mistakes. That's a good one where he's rapping about mm. the chess pieces. Yeah, man, you you gotta you got you gotta put on your your your, your big brain cap uh, when you listen to Jizza, man. <laughs> like, all right, number twenty, Cool Keith. Nah, I mean, I like Cool Keith, but I like Cool Keith too. But above Jizza and Dak, no. Exactly. I don't know that I would have put Cool Keith on the slip. Would I put him Cert- on? Certainly oh, not in the top twenty-five. I'm, 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 I might be right there with you. I, I, he's a question mark as far as being included at all. But you can't deny his, you can't deny his ability. Like, like he, I was he's listening dope. to some of, some of his stuff the other day, and he like he really knows how to make me laugh. He really does. Yes. See, I look at Cool Keith the same way I look at Missy. Like I enjoy their music, but top fifty lyricists, nah. Yeah. And I'm not comparing the two, by the way. Like, Cool Keith is obviously a better rapper than Missy, but just in that same vein where I can appreciate their music as a whole without, you know, the lyricism being the thing that draws me in. Indeed, yeah. I, I, I think I'm right there with you on that. I really, really do. Um, number 19, Method Man. He might um. take a step or two back, like just under top 20. And I like Matt. I'm I'm unpopular opinion. Matt is a monster, man. At this point, well, you know what? No, I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say I will put him below Jizza and Deck, but not as of not as of lately. Like like and Method. He's been on man, a tear lately. Yeah, he's been on a tear lately. Like Method Man, when I first started writing rhymes, Method Man was one of the MCs I tried to pattern my flow after. Like he, he was he was that dope to me and then he went through his little period in the 2000s where he wasn't doing much but now he's just he has been on a tear and he don't even cuss yeah, it right right and not even on no like you know super conscious stuff you just like i'm cool yeah, yeah. i'm just gonna do something different i might i might be good with him at 19. all right i wouldn't argue eight. it Number 18, Tupac. Stop it. No. If 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 he should be on it, it's gotta be at the bottom. Tupac is like 48 if he's on this list at all. I agree. I agree. No, no, no disrespect to the legend, but when I think of lyricists. Just talking about lyricism. Yeah, when I when I think about lyricists, I don't think about Tupac. I just don't. At all. Um, even though he recorded one of the most stinging diss raps of all time, <laughs> I, I just can't go there with Pac. All right, and I, I know I know Jason is listening, saying Tupac don't belong on the list at all. Knowing Jason, Jason turned Jason turned the, the podcast off when he said Chuck D don't belong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he been checked <laughs> out. He threw his headphones. <laughs> right. <laughs> He probably driving to my house now to put some hot <laughs> window. <laughs> All right, number seventeen, KRS One. So seventeen. Yeah, that might be cool. You see, I think. <laughs> I think that he would be much higher on the list if he would just stick to rapping instead of talking. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm okay, <laughs> with, I'm okay with him. And, and spit. I don't want to hear him discussing anything. <laughs> because he doesn't talk to people. He talks at them. <laughs> yeah, he, um... I'm I'm okay with like like we forget we we see we we you know we're familiar with KRS One the lecturer the teacher correct correct you know but he he's got some cuts he gets busy on the mic like all kidding aside he's he's much higher on this list than was the seventeen seventeen I'm cool with him being a seventeen but, uh, but I just thought about it for a good five seconds and it's like okay what are some tracks where he goes off and immediately I'm like I'm thinking about tons of tracks black cop white cop out of here um uh step into a world he's got he's got joints man he's got joints um number 16 ghostface higher indeed ghostface is top 10 yeah they need yep. to stop playing top 10 lyricists absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, that's hilarious to me. Bruh, the discography. Put the CDs on the table. No, I get it, but like lyricists, like I I, I applaud Ghostface. It's amazing what he's done. But yeah, I I mean, hey, I I I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I get it. But I still laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm, I'm, yeah. He belongs on this, and he he deserves to be higher than 16. Number 15, Black Thought. Oh, that's just so, all. That's just egregiously wrong. Agree. If he ain't at the top, he need to be at the second one. Black Thought is top five. Um, Black Thought is top five. This top three. I'm okay with top three. I'm okay with top three. Black Thought is who inspires me now. Yeah, I just a minute ago I said it used to be Method Man. Now it's now it's this nigga. Like mm-hmm. he he is. Fine. I don't think who who who's better than him. Right. Exactly. Like who's better than him? Like we finally got a guy that that Eminem can't wash. I wouldn't say finally, but he is he definitely fits that category. No, you know well, I guess yeah, let's not say finally, but like put Black Thought on the track with Eminem. And I I I, I put my money on Black Thought. Turn the clock back to nineteen ninety eight. I think cannabis is, is washing Eminem. Okay. Okay. Um and I think that's that's an appropriate person to say too because they they both were odd in what they what they talked about so yeah right yeah yeah all right number 14 scarface lower and i mess with scarface indeed i mess with face too but 14 is way too high he ain't he ain't he ain't better than black thought he ain't better than better than ghostface he ain't better than ghostface thank you all right better than jizzle or deck I don't have any high. I don't have high hopes for the last. No, the last people on here now. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think. I think. I think you'll find this list decent. This is out of all the bad lists we've got over the past two years. The, the, the crap Rolling Stone turns out. The crap Billboard turns out. The list we just talked about last week. I think this list is the most 
it, it's it's not the list I would have put together, but I can honestly say I think they put some thought into this list. Number five, yeah, yeah. they tripping. Num- number thirteen, Cool G Rap. I think I would bump him down some personally, but no, I, I wouldn't beef with him being there. Cool G Rap is 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 man, dude. Cool G Cool G Rap is who big pun worship. Yeah, that, that niggas, that niggas dope. Like, I know he's kind of on the underground. Not, not a lot of people know his stuff. I don't like, even think he underground. He's old. Yeah, yeah. But he, he did go through a little brief underground phase where he was kind of only messing with underground cats. He, he went mm-hmm. through a phase. Number twelve, Lil Wayne. Nah, mm. he needs to. Well, be I lower. mean, that might be that. Uh, maybe if maybe a little lower. But like, have y'all heard what he's been doing lately? Yeah, he's been killing it lately. I'm fine with Wayne. killing it lately. Yeah, I'm fine with Wayne. Yeah, I think it's cool with him. It's cool with him being there. Right I there. would put Wayne somewhere around 17 or 18, personally. But I will I will put him in the 20s. He, he ain't better than 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 Jizza, Dak, Ghostface. Definitely not better than Thought. Um no. but he does belong on the list. I'm not gonna sit up here. Like I've never heard a little Wayne verse that I, I thought was dope. But he definitely belongs on the list. Number eleven, Mo's Def. I think I think he's right about there. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I agree. Just outside. Just outside the top ten, number ten, Jay Z. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I could, I could, I could parse this a little more, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them live. I'm gonna let them live tonight because we, I don't want to make this two and a half hour show. Um, number nine, Pharaoh Munch. I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good with it too. I'm good with it too. With my cinematography, state of mind, my rap trip. Rip, flip, clip, say the rhyme ish, a spectacular run, hits bit, bees, vernacular, miraculous rhyme flow, backtrack to the immaculate. Nigga, dope, man. All right, number eight, Notorious B.I.G. I don't know how I feel about this, fellas. I, I step him down a little bit. Again, again, Biggie has the same issue as Lauren and Big Pun. All three dope, yep. but there's so many like amazing MCs now that have larger volumes of work. Yeah, that has that has used his that has looked at his style and Correct. elevated it. Correct. And that's where he does get credit. Like he definitely influenced the whole generation of MCs and, and that can't be taken away from him. But yeah, he can go down yeah. a few a few notches. I agree. I agree. I will put him in the teens, somewhere in the mm-hmm. teens, like 17, 18. Number seven, Eminem. I, w- I would like to say you could go up a little bit higher, but no, nah, that's, 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 that might be cool, but probably a little bit higher. It's I would even much say a little bit lower because he's, he got the same issue Buster got, quite honestly. There's a part of his discography that just isn't good. Very true. Yeah. We talking like I don't think that's enough to knock him down that far. Like he might be just outside the top ten for me. I mean, Agree. Talking lyricism. Cause well yeah, well, we'll see what the rest of it's like. Agree. I was it's, some guys, it's, 
it's some guys with uh with probably barely any discography but as far as lyricism mm-hmm. they just they got the talent for it. you know the king losses of the world true true yeah i would i would put him at about 11 12 but so i i can't i can't argue with this too much number six kendrick lamar that's the one i was getting at not number five it's number six kendrick does not belong that high you don't think so? No. I, I think he's top 10. 10? <laughs> I mean, we arguing about number six or number 10. So is the list really I'm that just, off? Well, I just know. Um, it is because it's it weird if Jake Cole uh, ain't on it now. <laughs> we'll have to see. Um, it is because of some of the omissions. And, and and five is a quite a sacred number. I for some reason I thought Kendrick was five, not six. That's why I was tripping about that. Uh, I see, I see. Okay, all right. Number five, MF Doom. They, I love they, they Doom. Give him, they give MF Doom a lot of praise, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's? Do you think it's posthumous praise? Yes. Vince over 100, here, like one hundred percent. Vince over here like DMX and Bella, like I feel a lot of heat coming off I that couch. I feel a lot of heat coming <laughs> off the couch. <laughs> I think it's posthumous praise though. Because uh No, no, it is not. It is not. He's not top five, dog. Bro, hey, y'all know, are man. bugging. You know y'all are bugging. Where is Nick at? Where is Nick at? Hey, Doom, Doom is my hey, guy. You know I'm saying not top five. Hey, you know what though? I will say this. Um Doom ain't better than Jizzle. Hey, have y'all, have, yes, y'all he, have y'all ever had this? He's got a better discography than Jizzle. Have you ever had this phenomenon occur? Like, you never saw a car, you never saw a certain car a lot until you bought that car, and then you just keep seeing that car? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what happened with MF Doom, like, for me. Um, like, he was not on my radar, but then, like, all of a sudden I'm seeing shirts and like people with lyrics of his and like I just couldn't get away from him after I after I caught wind of him. And that's what it felt like. But prior to it, it was like, who is this dude? So well, like he's a dude. I, maybe it's just that I'm not since I'm not on the wagon like that. Well no, it's you you probably just weren't plugged into the circles where people really revered him and followed his career you know that i'm sure that's what it was now did he get a bump in popularity after his death absolutely absolutely but i'm totally fine with mf doom being the top the top five he has the longevity he has the originality he has the discography he's got the flow he's got the influence i even know we're not talking about influence um totally fine with mf doom being a top five Y'all are bugging. <laughs> of course you would be. <laughs> he is absolutely top five. He man, he released albums. He ch- this nigga changed his name to something else and released albums under that name. At the same simultaneously, yeah, he did that a couple times. Man, hey, I mean, it, it's it, I get it. Doom is an acquired taste, but man, if you if you kick back one day and just really give his his discography a chance I- i'm sure you're gonna see the genius that this man had 
I mean, you acting like when you're yeah. being disrespected in in that way. I'm just saying. No, nah, yeah, I'm basically just saying it's me. not it's not for me. It's not for me to even to to decide. To be honest, but like. I know the like I said I can't I, I can't not see this dude now like he's he's everywhere. <laughs> All right, so so Jamil, you saying he's he's top what? Ten. Okay, I can I can I can okay I can see that. I can see that. All right, number four, Nas. I uh, think it's hard to argue with that. I was going to say I think he's getting a bump by what he's done lately. But that's relevant. Of course. Of course. But I I will I will bump him down a little bit, but like he is definitely around. He's definitely will be at the higher area of the top, you know, the fifty. For sure. I just don't know exactly where. I'm kind of good with him at four. I th- yeah, I think I can't, I can't, I can't argue too much with that. Like this man has reinvented himself three different times. He's got essentially three separate careers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with him at four. Number three. Well, before we move on to number three, where, 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 where did you say you would put him, Vince? I don't know exactly. Would you put him top ten? Yeah, yeah, I would. Okay, okay. All right, number three. Lupe this is Fiasco. my guy too, but he don't belong here. You don't think who, Lupe, who don't belong here? Lupe Fiasco. Top, top three of all time. Yes. No. Man, ain't no like he is the he's the goat of long winded metaphors, man. Like nobody can stretch the metaphor out like this dude. I would disagree. And and the person that I'm thinking of hasn't been mentioned yet. Man, this dude can um, talk about the slice of cheese for 32 bars. <laughs> Lupe I, is I know, Lupe I know, is I know Jason is hating this list right now because I know how, how he feel about Lupe. I'm cool. I'm most definitely cool with Lupe being on the list. Lupe is one of those dudes. At any given time, he could drop something mind blowing. Yes. Um, so he can also give you some duty. Like he, he gave us the whole Droga series. He can give you some unfocused material. Yes. But, but even the stuff that's doodle is just doodle for reasons that don't that don't take away from his lyricism. It's like Yeah, but if you guys you got like top tier language skills and you ain't talking about nothing or what you're talking about is incohesive that you, you lose points like the competition is stiff at the top yeah I just think sometimes oh. I think he's a <laughs> I think he's so advanced in the in, in the what he does that it just goes over our heads it's just amazing what type of brain he has for for rap and it's just so advanced that we just don't get it i i i i agree with him being on the list i i personally would put him top 15. it's it's interesting vince is in agreement with him being top three i wonder if the person who put this list together is um from chicago possibly 
you know um i would if they're from chicago i would say chicago land <laughs> right which is why they got asap rock on there and um, not just that but also doom being top five hmm <laughs> maybe they from high park nah uh, yeah okay i can see that Lupe at three. That is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I, I, we t- we talking about lyricism, I, though, right? Yeah, yeah. We talking about lyricism. That's that would be why. Lupe at three. That's interesting. That's that's. I'm not. I'm not even all that mad at it. Even though that's not where I would have put him. That's you know how like these lists always have a placement that's just like a total hair scratcher, and it gets mm-hmm. people. It gets people talking about the person they placed in that li- when and where on that list, and it, it typically makes for stupid conversation and debate, but debate nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I think this is a well placed. If th- if this is if this is discussion bait, I think it's well placed. You can make an argument for it. Like I don't think it's just completely out of hand. I don't know that I would have done it, but. I'm saying it's not like it's so not like you, I'm so saying what a would discussion. You play, what would you place him, uh, Jamil? Maybe four or five. You said what? I mean, it's not that far. I wouldn't. I ain't saying he got dropped down to fifty. I would drop him maybe a couple couple spots. So you basically saying that it would be four people that can out rap? Yeah. Okay. okay. At least okay. I mean, if you stand on it, because I don't really, I honestly don't feel like. On any given day, anybody could out rap. Mr. Trotter on line one. <laughs> I mean, like, you got your black thoughts of the world, but like, I mean, it's a different style that Lupe has, but like I don't I don't want to spoil the list, but we got a caller on line two also. <laughs> okay, well yeah, let's let's, now, let's now, yeah, well, I will say this. I will say this. A debate over whether or not Lupe Fiasco is a top three lyricist of all time is not that crazy of a debate. I agree. It's not that we, we hip hop circles have argued about way stupider things. It's, this man Lupe destroyed Royce with a freestyle. Like he just yeah, he turned the beat on and just yeah. killed. Yeah, with a freestyle, he Number killed two. Royce the five nine with a freestyle. Number two, Rakim. I mean, out of uh, out of respect, yes. No. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yes. I don't. I don't think since we've been in the top ten. I don't. I don't see a whole lot here that I, I'm just dis, been disagreeing with. The the one I had the biggest problem with was Biggie. Mm. I Dude, think if anything, my issue about any of them in the top ten, other than probably Big, has been I might rearrange the order a little bit. But okay. that's just that's just probably more personal taste than anything. But as you gotta admit, it's not a crazy list. We've seen some crazy not. lists over the years. I mean, there's some glaring omissions, I would say, but we're gonna get into those. We're gonna get into those. Yeah. So is, is everybody is everybody good with Rock Rakim being a number two? Yeah, that's fine. I'm, cool I'm good with it. it. He's the god MC. Yeah. Number one, Andre three thousand. 
Hey, I know why they did that. Um, they're trying to get him to do a solo album. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're, trying, they're trying to get this man. I don't think Beats, Rhymes, and List has that kind of pull, but. <laughs> <laughs> this man like Groundhog, man. He needs to see his shadow so he can, he can come on about that and make some music, man. Um, but nah, yeah. I, I get why they say that. Because when he does show up, boy does he shut it down. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with Andre being at number one. If we're talking lyrical prowess, wrong, but I, I I can't argue against it. You know, if this if this list was put together by Billboard or Rolling Stone, we it, we'd be looking at Jay Z's face right now. Jay Z, one hundred percent. And that's not a diss to Jay Z, but they just they're the, the people who put together these lists like their engagement with the culture is is very surface very different yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm surprised they had Jay Electronic on <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is interesting he he was omitted that is interesting um, I didn't even think about him now here here are the notable omissions I noted that I, I would I would put in place some of the artists I complain about Billy Woods. Mm. Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Fonte. Mm-hmm. Mers. Mm-hmm. Juice. I'm on my underground Chicago ish right now. Yeah. Juice belongs on that list to me. Breezley Bruin from the Juggernauts. Mm. That nigga. Yeah, we're talking top 50. Absolutely. I agree. That nigga can flow. Okay. Yes. Killer Mike. Yep. And Benny the Butcher. You put Benny over Conway? Absolutely. As, as, for lyricists, I, I, he is smidge over Conway, but yeah, I would put him over Conway. I'm surprised they don't have Twist on it. Twist still belongs on the list of top 50. Punchline and Wordsworth belong on top 50. Wordsworth, I mean, a punchline may be more than words. I think words worth more than punchline, honestly. I'm actually surprised they don't have T.I. on it. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised, but he does not belong there at all. I'm not surprised. All right, Jamil, who were your omissions? You named all of mine, actually. Oh, did I? Yeah, I had Killer Mike, Rhapsody, and, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Killer Mike Rhapsody and um, I think it was just those two actually. Oh, and Fonte. Killer Mike Rhapsody Fonte were the three that I had. Okay, okay. Forgot Cassidy too. No, we didn't. Cassidy's a rough one. It's like, cause it, once you get into the Cassidy's, then you gotta start, you, you gotta include the Papooses, you know what I mean? The Saigons. But they dope only like mixtape. They don't make good music. Yeah. Cassidy in particular. Actually, Papoose does make good music. Cassidy does not. I can't think of a Cassidy song that I like. But he could go. <laughs> and then, like, honorable mention to me, Corey Guns. Corey Guns? He's that good? Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you a link to one of his freestyles. And it's going to shut all of your... Um, is he 
Is he better? Is he better than Sai High the Prince? Because yeah, that's another omission. That yeah, that's an omission one. too. Oh, they, I, I think I they, they, they about as, him. yeah, I think they're at similar levels when it comes to like just straight, like when it comes to just the rapping, like the yeah, Corey Guns is a um is an enigma, man, because he should really be way more successful than what he is. But I'm gonna send you a link to. Uh, I've heard I've heard him rap. He can, he can, he can rap. He he's got bars. I think I just don't like his voice. There is that, and I wonder is, if if he uh, if he just slowed down, would he sound as good? I think a lot um, of what he does is speed rap without saying nothing, aka nah, Buster nah, Rhymes nah, Junior. Nah. I'm, a, I'm what Ian. I'm sending you a link right now. Once I'm about to find it and send it to you. I, I watch it tonight. Another omission. Sean Price. Great. I'm sure Jason was listening and asking where was Sean Price at. All right. So it, you know what would be interesting to see what uh, uh, what this list or if someone drops a similar list in another five years, what would it look like? How would it be different? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Because I have a feeling that people like Bun B might drop off of it. Depends on how well them burgers sell. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I wanted to discuss that. I take hey, look, not the list I would have put together for sure, but definitely not the craziest list I've seen. And I, I thought their top ten was extremely strong. Not nine of the top ten were were strong. Like it, it's. I think there was there was some actual thought put into this list. Yeah. I would agree. No, it's, it's uh they put some thought into it, but they also did a little bit of fanfare as well. They did with Pac and Biggie. They did with Pac and Biggie. You know, no, their, their fans are still out there and they 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 checking these lists too. But uh but let's move right along to our next segment of the night. Uh, my favorite portion of the show, the album face off. We take two albums, put them against each other, and we review them and weigh in on which one we felt was better and why. So, uh, this week, I'm calling it the Battle of the Mixtape Albums. Um, we have, in one corner, the album, or the mixtape, Elmatic by Elzai and Will Sessions, going up against Section 80 by Kendrick Lamar. So, the Elmatic, this was actually the second solo release by Elzai. Um, it was released May 10th, 2011. Um, it clocks in at 52 minutes and 12 tracks and was produced entirely by Will Sessions, uh, who's an instrumentalist and a composer. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and then in the other corner, we have uh, Section 80, which was, it's described as the debut album from Kendrick Lamar. So I, 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 I don't think they count this as a mixtape. It's, it's noted as an actual album. It was released uh, July 2nd, 2011 on Top Dog Entertainment and clocks in at 16 tracks and 59 minutes. Uh, produced by Dave Free, J. Cole, Terrace Martin, Tommy Black, THC, Soundwave, Tay Beast, and Willie B. So I will give it up to you all between these two phenomenal releases uh from two of hip-hop's premier lyricists which one were you feeling more and why uh i, I guess i'll go first 
Um, okay, so let me say this. That Elzai, the fact that he kind of just like did it, his version of Illmatic, that's that's a cool concept. That That is a cool concept. So it was really cool to hear him rapping and kind of rapping with the with the old not early 90s Nas style because of the you know he was staying true to the Illmatic you know using the same beats same same titles that was cool man it was actually cool to see him do that and then but use you know Detroit references and, and uh, you know switch it up the way that he did because Elzai is a is a he's a lyricist man like a pure lyricist he stays true to what that what that is but he can ride a beat too man and it's like you need to get awarded you get get your flowers for staying within that 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 concept because he had to still rap a certain way based off of you know he was making his version of Illmatic so like it was it was dope all the way through like it was not a boring listen at any at any part of the uh, album Mm -hmm. then you got section 80 which is very experimental but experimental in the best way possible you got some songs and some beats that's like how can you even rap off of them Yet Kendrick Lamar does it like like in a spectacular way. So I listened to Elzai first, and man, I was all over. And I, Cause I know I know Section 80 basically in and out. So I've listened. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to listen to El Maddie. I wanted to listen to that first. And honestly speaking, man, I was gonna choose El Maddie. But then I started listening to the Section 80 again. And um, <laughs> I started listening to that Section 80 again. And I was just going to go like song by song to say uh, Elmatic was winning. So Elmatic was winning up until the very first song of uh, Section 80. Once we got to Hold Up, that was it. It was over. <laughs> Once we got the whole up, the second track, then ADHD came on after that, then no makeup. It was it was a done deal, man. Then <laughs> Tammy song. <laughs> Chapter six, Ronald Reagan era, then Poe Man's Dreams. Oh, it was it was done after that, man. It was it was done. Then then Rigor Mortis hit. It was like the nail in the coffin man <laughs> it's just this this section 80 is just it's just <laughs> I um I don't know which I don't know if I like this more or good kid mad city I, I tend to say I like this more um I see because that. I can see that argument yeah since it's uh since it's kind of like they say it's his debut album but no, Good Kid, Mad City is really his uh, coming out to the world album. But this Section 80 was more like his uh, 
experiment his him experimenting with with different sounds and stuff so like i tend to like that more than good kid mad city even though that that is a a full concept out like you try it's like you traveling with him through his city so like that's dope too but as far as like this just straight music I might, I might choose Section 80 if we ever did like a, a, a battle against each other with, with these two albums. Um, but don't get me wrong, that Elmatic was crazy good. It's yeah. just that it, I mean, it was really good. It's just that once you start hitting song after song on this Section 80, it's hard to just. I mean, it's it, it, it is section eighty is a it's something that probably should be studied, you know, as far as like a think piece. So I yeah, I definitely went with section eighty. Okay, all right. This was a good battle though. Don't I don't want it to seem like it was just a straight wash, but like well, it kind of was, but it was um <laughs> it was still a good battle. It was no, it was still a good battle. It was not like this out the other album didn't have a chance it's just that maybe if i if i heard both of if, if these were the first two times i heard the albums it might have been closer but like i'm so familiar with section 80 it just was like hitting my emotions when i hear the song and i think also too i, I do want to say this because i don't want to talk too long but i do want to say this the fact the fact that he did elmatic his version of Illmatic, I think it slightly took away from from the album because he had to stay within that lane. Mm-hmm. Um, so he couldn't get super creative because he had to. He was using, you know, Illmatic beats. So he got a little creative, but he couldn't get too creative because he kept him. He kept himself within that lane. So that that like you you would think that that would be a, a strength, but it ended up being a weak a weakness. I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So Vince is riding with the section eighty. All right. It, it edged it out. Jamil, man, which one of these phenomenal releases are you going with, and why? Unpopular opinion. Both of these projects. Uh, from my first listen, I didn't like either one of them. Whoa. The first time I heard both, I it took me to have to go back and listen to both to, to appreciate either one of them. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I eventually got there. It didn't take but two listens in either case. And I can't really remember why. I just do remember after listening to both that I was like, eh. I think for Section 80 for me, it might have just been um, because of everybody else's reaction to it. And I just naturally kind of rebelled against that. And I think it affected my, my listening experience. And then with the, the Elmatic, I do remember when I first listened to it, I'm like, nigga just bit Nas. Nigga just bit the, the, the Nas out. But listening to them, you know, at, after after some time, I obviously grew to enjoy both of these like these are both amazing projects and when i it's kind of crazy to compare them because they both speak to me in, in very different ways like elzai 
that that Elmatic, even though he did have to work within the framework of the team he had, like he got busy. He, he got busy on the track. Um, to have Royce as the you know playing the AZ role, he even did his thing on that one. Bro, that was phenomenal. Man. It, it yeah. really was. It really was. Like that was a that was Chef's kiss touch for that one. Um, and that's right up my alley. Like Elzai is my kind of lyricist, um, and and then generally would speak to me more than what Kendrick does. Uh, especially at this point in his career, Kendrick was just kind of finding his voice, and he sounds quite different now than he did at the time. It, it, there was a, a rawness to vocally what he sounded like on Section Eighty. Um, like he's clearly a young man kind of testing his artistic boundaries a little bit experimenting with different sounds and obviously Soundwave not being a, a well-known producer yet maybe not having his sound quite as polished either um, but even within that like there's just so much passion and Kendrick is probably closer to a peer of mine than most other rappers like the experiences that he raps about are not all that different from things that i would have experienced or been around like obviously i didn't grow up on the west coast when we talk about yo we crack babies and on adhd and kind of breaking that down you know just because of how i mean the crack epidemic like we lived through that even if we were not ourselves you know chemically dependent on that like I feel like I can confidently say none of us were more than a stone throw away from it. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I can it, it pulls at a, a certain part of the 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 heartstrings for me, both of those uh projects did. But that's it, man. I gotta go with the more solid uh project. Like I love them both. But I feel like you know, for Elzai to do so much and kind of be bound by the frame that he put himself in and to still deliver, like, everything that he did in that one, like, he gave us a fantastic piece of work. And it came in second. <laughs> that section 80, <laughs> like, I'm here for the experimentation when it works. I appreciate the risks. Um, I appreciate Kendrick finding his voice. And I'm going with the Section 80 by a hair. Dude, that Tammy song is crazy, ain't it, man? Like, who would have thought that Pac-Man would even be rapped on, let alone, like, done in that way? And to give you so much content in that. Yeah, yeah. I thought Keisha's song was better than Tammy's song, honestly. Well, I mean, like, it's going to be a lot of songs that's better than Tammy's song because of the beat. But, like, what he did with it. He was able to use that beat, yeah. Yeah. And then how he made a, how he put a story in there. He kept, he almost said, was saying the same thing for, like, the little, the little break in the song. But it was slightly changed a little bit. And it meant something a little, it meant something totally different. With what it, you know, it's just it's just cool how he did that, man. Like it's just it's just cool how he experimented in that way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I loved going through these albums and, and reviewing them. Um, this is one of those. This is one of those album face-offs where it's like, man, they both win. You know, um, right. right? I was I was so on the fence about these. Um, I'll start off with what I love about both of them. The Elzai, he he didn't just straight jack beats from Illmatic and rap over him. I'm again, I'm glad he did not do that. He he employed right. an actual band and instrumentalist to uh, replay and rework these um, Illmatic instrumentals in a way that felt more organic. And you know, there were even moments where he had, he had started rhyming for a good one and a half, two minutes, but the music that they were playing and the interpolations that they were playing were so beautiful. It's like, I didn't even care. You know, I'm just I'm just letting it play out. The, the, the hidden tracks, the largest, should I say the bonus tracks are even dope. And he somehow managed to take a classic album, what some argue is the greatest hip hop album ever recorded, reworked it, and in many ways, arguably made it better. Mm-hmm. Okay, like crazy, crazy. You know, and then and then lyrically, like the oh man, the heft that he was bringing, the track with Royce the Five Nine, the way he gave everything a Detroit slant, phenomenal, phenomenal release. But then you got the the Kendrick, which actually, to be honest with you, sounds the the, the Section Eighty sounds a lot more dated. I know that's yes. kind of, you know. I, the, the irony here that the, the the MC who was paying homage to a 17 year old album that album sounds slightly fresher than the Kendrick uh which was an original one uh, especially due to tracks like that featured the dude Astrobot you know he he was doing he sounded like that dude that Lupe co- collaborated with a lot Mike what was his name Mark San, Mike Matthew Santos he, he sounds mm-hmm. like him and to me that kind of dates the album it, you know it was a lot of stuff like that being recorded in the late 2000s early teens uh in terms of hip-hop uh but but the the, the kendrick it, he it's it's amazing how he came out right away and he was the voice of, of of his generation and it's amazing how on point he was as an artist right off the bat he was wise beyond his years as soon as he entered the game and section 80 has a certain emotional and artistic depth to it that it takes most rappers 10 years or possibly even 10 albums to achieve and he was bringing this type of depth and this type of thoughtfulness on his first swing out the gate uh that is phenomenal cushion corinthians is my joint that is you know i mean i mean and and me of a a friend of mine (laughs) she discussed that like when she was um (laughs) she was talking about when she was trying to find herself and, and was you know looking for a connection to god she would do that often she would get high or read the bible Mm. i was like you do realize that those are quite incongruent (laughs) she's like i figured (laughs) that out eventually actions here (laughs) i figured it out eventually (laughs) that's why i don't read the bible no more (laughs) i i i i love tracks like that i mean no the whole 
one of the things that made, that made Kendrick appeal to me was that he seemed to have this like this this ever present like spiritual side to him that he wasn't shy about speaking on you know and um you know it felt genuine you know what I'm saying it's like regardless of what you believe or you know what faith you follow it it, it always seemed kind of genuine with him and something that kind of helped uh you know shape his his music and you know his his life course but Elzai is Elzai man like I remember <laughs> Danny Brown saying he used to go to open mics in Detroit and he was like scared to rap because he would hear niggas like Elzai spitting and he'd be like man ain't no way I can rap like that you know like <laughs> you know and how intimidated he was to hear Elzai rap at these at these open mics um man you know what this 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 album face off it this this is kind of like a microcosm of the ever-present conflict in hip-hop culture. You, you got the traditionalists celebrating an old album from the 90s, paying homage to that. And you got this new kid who's who's doing something original, something a little, you know, you know, musically experimental and forward thinking. And it's like, okay, which one are we gonna celebrate more? We gonna celebrate the traditionalists, or we gonna celebrate this new kid doing something original? And and I've always preferred to award originality, which is why I'm giving a slight, slight edge to the Kendrick Lamar. I love the Elzai though. I loved it. I honestly feel that the Elzai is the more consistent project. However, I feel the highs on the Kendrick section 80 were higher than the highs on the Elmatic. Okay. I would agree. And that's to me that's saying a lot. Tracks like Ronald Reagan era, y'all already got on it, hold up. What was the other one I just mentioned? Cushion Corinthians, Keisha's song. Um it was just high power. High power. It was just chapter six is a track mm-hmm. that yeah nobody ever really talks about. It was just it was just a good experience, man. And you know, it's it's interesting to see how dope he was at the very beginning. And he's grown since then. It's like you listen to some of the stuff he's saying on here and it's like, uh, I don't know if that line ages aged that well. But he's he's trying. He 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 tried to give us something different right out the gate. And I and I gotta I gotta applaud that. I gotta award that. And he established himself as the the next voice of hip-hop with this in my opinion so <clears throat> that's why i'm giving the edge to uh section 80 but this this was a phenomenal phenomenal face-off it was. yeah yeah I, I didn't know which way i was gonna go had the weather been a little cooler if we did this album face-off in the fall i might have went with i might have went with the l's i hmm i kind of get what you're saying though yeah i might have went with the l's i um but we didn't, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it could could really could have went either way for me. But I, I, I revisited. I put it this way: I revisited Section Eighty more than I revisited the Elmatic when when I reviewed them this week. You know, just the the, the combination of the hooks, you know, Kendrick's vocals and 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 you know different rhythms he was experimenting with. It was just phew, got a lot of bang for your buck. Um, you know, with, with, with both of these. 
All right, so that's that's a clean sweep. We all we all went for the section eighty. I did not expect that. That is rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It's 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 rare, but it's sometimes it means I I put together a bad face off. But I don't think this was a bad face off. I would agree. I remember when we did the, uh, we did uh, uh, the Black Album versus the Eminem show, and I was just like right away. I was just like, man, y'all, I'm yeah, sorry. It's not gonna go well. <laughs> Like, I, 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 y'all deserve better. I'm going to do better. <laughs> but uh, let's move right along. Let's go ahead. Let's cap off this episode like we always do with another segment of What You're Bumping, where I invite y'all to share with the listeners what you've been bumping for the past week or so. Uh, so Vince, man, which been bumping. So I was listening to uh I listened to some Billy Woods, a couple songs. Ah, um, which album? I, I just was listening to some songs. It wasn't no straight okay, album. Okay. I, I can't even remember the name of the songs, but yeah, man, I see what I, I see. I see what you're talking about, Woody. I see what you're talking about. But you know, I've been on this guy named Akeem Ali. Akeem Ali. I don't think I heard of him. Yeah, this dude right here is. Uh, he is interesting. He's a breath of fresh air. He. He's the guy that's been. He's rap. He raps like a, uh, like a pimp or, uh, or like a Mac from back in the day. How you spell his name? Akeem. A K E E M. Akeem Ali. Okay. He goes by. I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah. So he has like this interesting uh, alter ego uh, named Kimi something. But he's like a Mac, or he's like a Mac, like from the '70s or whatever, early '80s, and and like he he raps with that, you know, that hey baby, you know, type uh-huh. of talk. is is really interesting. But like he he I mean he does his own thing where he just raps too. But he did like a whole like uh like mixtape as that character, and it's it's really cool. Really, a really good listen. Um, but aside from that, I was listening to uh, some Rhapsody. Oh, I heard the I heard the all time worst um, <laughs> battle battle uh, uh, this this track. The all time worst diss track. I finally heard it, man. The Melly Mail. Oh, you did hear it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I know why he apologized. He need to apologize again. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah, dare you? That was bad. But um then I was I, I did a, I was doing a lot of uh listening to some of these beats that I finalized on to to uh, finish writing this album too. So I was doing that a lot. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right. Very well. Very well. Uh, Jamil, man, what you been bumping? Um, Not a whole lot of like full albums. Mostly 
mostly like uh, playlists. But uh, full album I can say I was bumping was uh, an R&B cat named Gene Noble uh, called Feel Away. It's pretty good. It's a real short listen. It was like 30 minutes, but on some on some new R&B stuff, be worth checking out. Okay. Uh, also, okay. nothing that um, uh, Herbie Hancock and the Japanese singer whose name I cannot pronounce, Butterfly. Oh, I know who you're talking about. That is a good album. Uh, yeah. Uh, randomly, Tiana Taylor keep that same energy. Monkey Matt. And uh, that Magic 2. Magic 2, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Kamiko Kasai. That's her name. Kamiko Kasai, thank you. Okay. All right, so for me. for me, I was bumping. I was actually, I'm still, was still bumping um, Open Mic Eagle, Unapologetic Art Rap. A lot of replay value on that release, if you ask me. Um, I was bumping Larry June and the Alchemist, The Great Escape. Um, just kind of soaking in the last of this warm weather and bumping that. I was bumping uh, Tame Impala um, and, and their album Currents. Uh, very dope stuff. I was bumping Danny Brown, Atrocity Exhibition again, just felt like throwing that on. Um, I was bumping uh, MGMT, Electric Feel, and also No Name, Sundial, the new album she just dropped. Actually, it's, I, I, I'm actually digging it. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually digging it. So with that, Jamil, man, you got any album anniversaries for us? Got a few going back. Uh, 10 years. We got uh, ASAP Ferg with, with Trap Lord. And uh, celebrating 10 years also is uh, Earl Sweatshirt Doris. Ah. Mm. Then we got uh, 20 years. Uh, the Neptunes compilation clones. Which is crazy that that's 20 years ago. I know, right? That was this a is not an hour. Yeah, I actually have some dope tracks on that too. I might have to bump that this week. <laughs> I put this one on the list just because it had the uh, <laughs> the answer to uh, Scrubs on it. Uh, Sporty Thieves Street Death Cinema <laughs> celebrating 25 years. <laughs> uh, celebrating 30 years. We got um, A Ball and MJG coming out hard. Pause. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least celebrating 35 years the legendary two live crew with move song oh snap so for you Miami bass heads you want to do something to celebrate hip hop play some two live crew <laughs> just so you remember without Uncle Luke and the battles that they had to fight you don't get none of that other stuff you like <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hip hop owes a, a, a huge debt to Uncle Luke. Absolutely. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> it would not look the same without him. <laughs> no, and what a shame that would be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love it. All right. So, gentlemen, that is the show. We will be back next week with some more topics, some more. Um, uh, another album face off 
and we're gonna keep this show on the road um let me know uh, man let me know how y'all's week is looking the later the week gets in case we have to pivot to like a sunday or something so just just keep me posted um because i wanted to try to have a special guest on next week and i think monday might work best for them but you know just keep me posted yes indeed all righty then so gentlemen i will bid y'all adieu and with that i'm gonna say peace peace have a good night peace 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 Not the world is my oppressor only. Because what the world does to you is the world does it to you long enough and effectively enough. You begin to do it to yourself. You become a collaborator, an accomplice of your own murderers. Because you believe the same things they do. You know, you think it's they think it's important to be white, and you think it's important to be white. They think it's shameful to be black, and you think it's shameful to be black. And you have no cooperation around you of any other sense of life. All those collaborations which are around you are in terms of the white majority standards so deplorable they frighten you to death you don't eat watermelon no you get so rich you can't dance no you can hardly move by the time you're 14 you know you're always scrubbed and shiny you know a parody of god knows what you know, there's no white person that has been no, as, clean as, <laughs> as clean as you have been, been forced to become and you, know, and you got somehow to begin to break out of all of that and try to become yourself. Kind of music you want to hear and get to making it.